We are live for episode 133 of the Wise Guys Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Brandon Capazello, and here with me today is special guest, but a reoccurring guest now on the new MMA shows, Mr. Adrian Pierre. Uh, fucked up his last name. All good. All good. And now I got fireworks. Yo, <laughs> somebody needs to explain to Brandon why this is happening on Streamlabs. This never happened before, and now I'm getting balloons, thumbs up. I can't even put a thumbs up anymore, or I'm going to get a damn thumbs up. We got fireworks. All right, Adrian, introduce yourself so I don't uh, mess it up. All good, all good. My name is Adrian Pinares, everybody. I First of all, appreciate you having me on here. I'm really excited to learn a lot and uh, just excited to get my thoughts out there and hopefully uh, – couple of you guys uh, can challenge those takes and or just give me a good better pers- perspective you know and just 100%, 100%. Adrian Adrian is going to be joining us for these MMA shows and then maybe maybe later on down the line some NBA shows cuz he loves himself some basketball he's a big Love Knicks that. fan got to put the got to got to give the Knicks some reinforcement here <laughs> obviously yeah 100% because listen so I'm a Miami fan over guy. here also. we know how that uh that ended uh last playoffs but oh, man no oh, right now we're going to get into mixed martial arts UFC you can see on Adrian's shirt right there a shirt right there fighting arts academy Adrian does train MMA currently right now Probably looking to get into that uh, that profession later on. He's in the early. I don't know how long have you been uh, training for, Adrian? Um, mixed martial arts. I just re uh, just started getting really into mixed martial arts, getting more ground game. Um, mm-hmm. I've been striking with Taekwondo for about 12, 12 years now. Uh, I stopped for a while, but was competing out of state tournaments, competing in uh, in state. All right, so it was uh, it was really cool. It was a lot of fun. It was a great experience, great base for me personally. Mm-hmm. But like I said. If I'm going to get into the game, I can't just walk in there with no ground game and people are going to pick me apart. So it's like, no, no. got to fill out the weaknesses. So I'm 100%. Really yep. It's that, that new age of uh, MMA and you got to be well-rounded as hell. Um, but he's going to be joining us to talk mixed martial arts, UFC, mostly UFC stuff. Um, obviously, there is Bellator out there. Bellator is seemingly possibly going to be going under very soon or maybe not under. There's rumors PFL is going to be buying them. So PFL is going to become a big main player. Obviously, Listen, we're going to be talking a lot of combat sports with you. Um, probably talk some boxing stuff as well. I know not this week, but next week, two weeks from now, we got the big boxing match of Francis Ngannou, former UFC heavyweight champion, taking on Tyson Fury. So we're going to discuss that. But this this week right here, we've got UFC 294 in Abu Dhabi. Um, oh, boy, Adrian. What a what a what was it? What when when did we talk? When did we talk? We talked. What a turn of events. First when, of all. when, when did we talk? On, uh, we talked the Sunday, Saturday. When did yeah, we talk? Yeah, we did talk on over the weekend. We did, and then just the 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 flip of the switch after that. I mean, everything just changed on on, on a uh, on a dime there. So we had let, let's let's clue everybody in. I mean, if you've been living under a rock, then you don't know this. But you, you everybody that's tuning into this, the mixed martial arts. You know that Islam Makachev was supposed to be taking on Mr. Charles Dubronx Oliveira for the lightweight championship in their rematch from last year that they were uh, that they fought actually at Abu Dhabi as well, and I think it was in October too. He is not taking on Charles Oliveira anymore. Now we get the fight that I believe all the fans wanted to see. 
Um, me, 100%. This is the fight that I wanted to see over Dubronx. I'll get into that in a uh, in a minute. But he is to Islam Makachev is taking on Alexander the Great Volkanovsky, the featherweight champion, coming up again in their rematch from earlier this year in Australia, which was a, I guess you could say, controversial fight. I mean, some things happened. People thought Volk we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We're going to get into that. But <laughs> that's the main event now: Islam versus Volk two, and the co-main event. Whew. Hamzat Chemaev was supposed to be taking on Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa got staph infection, uh, had to have surgery. He could not fight. He could not compete. So now the former UFC welterweight champion coming off two losses on 11 days notice, Kamaru Usman is moving up to 185 to challenge the boogeyman of the UFC now, Hamzat Chemaev. Uh, in a in a three round fight, three rounds. I wish it was five, but you know we're gonna take three. We're gonna take three. Okay, we can the last minute fill in. And and that those so initial so initial thoughts, Adrian, on the news of 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 UFC two ninety four. First for the for the for the big one for the for the main one. I didn't think we were gonna get that fight until UFC three hundred. If I'm being honest, I didn't think we were, thought it was gonna be like a real like let it sit on. Let it marinate. Give us something, uh, some things to chew on first for a little bit, and then let's just drop a crazy card, and then let's get everybody what they wanted to see. But um, oof, wow. I mean, <laughs> let's let's be honest. Like, shout out to Volk, man, because um, from the reports, there were some reports that um, uh, Dustin. I don't know if you know Dustin and Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje, both were called to take this fight. However, Dustin did say yes to the fight. Gaethje couldn't cut, apparently couldn't make weight in time. That's what the camp said. So due to that, they Gaethje could not accept the fight. And I think it would have been a little awkward to put Dustin Poirier in a in a title fight situation after losing to Justin Gaethje from a head kick after that um, that UFC card in uh, Salt Lake City. So I think that Volk, like I said, shout out Volk for being a freaking demon. Just being like, man, I, I, I give me that fight. I wanted that fight anyway. So yeah, give it to me 11 days, three months, I don't care. Give me it. it does, yeah, and and to add to that, um, the guy literally, Volkanovski, just had surgery on his hand. I forget which hand it was. Yeah. Um, just had surgery on his hand coming off that. And from what Dana said and from what Volk said, um, he was on the MMA out shout out MMA hour and Ariel Hawani, big fans of their stuff. Uh, Volk said that um, he got the call. There was no hesitation. Like once he got the okay from the wife and the coach, it was pack your bags. We're going to Abu Dhabi. Let's go. Let's get out um, of here. here. Here we go again with the thumbs up. Thumbs this up. Guy, <laughs> uh, this Mickey Mouse Nickelodeon show out here. All right. But my initial thoughts were, First, I mean, the Islam Volk news broke first, obviously, a couple of days prior um, before the, the Usman news dropped. And I was just ecstatic because, like I said in, or earlier, I was like, this is the fight that I wanted to see. This is the fight that I think a lot of fans wanted to see. And Volkanovsky alluded to, I'm here. Like, I'm willing to take, like, I know I'm coming off surgery, and I, but we've seen Volkanovsky come off crazier shit than this. And he's willing to do the impossible. I mean, I, I saw a quote or a tweet from somebody saying, Volkanovski walks in and his nuts drag on the ground. That's how big of big balls this man has. Like walking in 11 days notice, um, moving up again, moving up again and taking on a guy that you just lost to a couple months, uh, six or seven months prior 
or eight months now. But what I love about Volk is the, the breed of this fighter. Like this is what – so full transparency, I wasn't a big Volk fan uh, throughout his coming up before he was champion and then when he beat Max Holloway. I truly believe that Max won the first two fights that they had. Clearly Volkanovski won the third fight. Like that was a complete wipeout and blowout. Volk completely dominated Max in that fight. But I did believe Max – uh, won those first two uh, uh, fights close, but I, I gave Max the nod. But when Volkanovski, and I thought Volkanovski was going to get absolutely smashed yeah, um, uh, against Islam earlier this year. And what what ended up happening was the complete and utter opposite, Adrian. This man showed heart. He showed persistence. He showed determination. He showed something that I didn't believe was going to happen. Like I said, I thought he was going to get smashed. I was predicting under four rounds, Islam is going to get the get the win. He was too big. He was too physically imposing. His wrestling was outstanding. I thought this man was the boogeyman. I thought he was invincible. I truly yeah. did. I bought into that hype of Islam Makachev, right? The Nurmagomedov hype, right? The the absolutely. Yes. And what Volk did was – I don't play that. Like I'm Australian, and we 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 bout that life just as well. I mean, this is a man that Volkanovski was a even at five foot four, I believe five foot six, five foot four. I'm, I might be shortchanging him there. He was what what was it like two hundred plus pounds as a rugby player back in the day. The little man. man, he packs a load too. He cuts a lot of weight as well. He was able to stuff takedowns. He was able to get up from takedowns. He was a, he's a squirmy little fucker. He's able to, to wiggle his way out there. He really doesn't have that much of a neck, so it's hard to get the chokes on him. And then, obviously, he gave those fan favorite uh, moments in the fights, right? The one where he Islam's got his back and he's doing really nothing. He's like, come on, motherfucker. Come yeah. on. And, and like, that's gangster right there. We're at the end of the fight, obviously, which everybody points to. The fifth round, being able to knock Islam down and ending the fight on top, raining down big shots on Islam Makachev. I'm super excited for this fight. Um, so what I want to hear from you is what do you think as a prediction wise going into this fight, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think it's going to be relatively the same, like close fight decision? Do you think one of them is going to get the finish on top of the other? What, what are you thinking here? So I think, um, which I'm surprised to hear you say that you weren't a big Volkanovsky fan. I wasn't. He gave my, listen, I'll say this now though. He gained my damn respect after that Islam fight. Like, Absolutely. I, out I that think that we should go back and look at down, uh, no more if, if you want to look at a Volkanovski fight before that, that might give you the same level of respect if you look at the Brian Ortega fight. Oh, that is well. You, well, you know what? From you're, that you're, you're, team, the and the comeback from that, Volk has always been that guy. He's he's the guy that, honestly, he has that one thing that not a lot of UFC fighters do, but great champions have. Yes. And it's the ability to read and make adjustments throughout the fight. A lot of fighters tell you that what you do during training camp, it's very difficult to deviate from. Mm-hmm. So what you're training with all, all the time, yeah. that's what you're engraving into your, your muscle, into your memory and what you're doing. Yep. Volk was really good at creating these, these situations where he sees what you're doing. He understands what you like to do, mm-hmm. sees how you like to execute it, and then adjust to it. Yeah. So you saw the first three rounds, Islam had great, Ground control, yeah, takedowns, everything, the whole nine yards, everything that Islam is really good at. Yeah, it, towards the end of the fight, that's when we saw Volk be Volk. 
and yeah. just drop him and really give us that whoa, like give us something to really be like give that set the MMA world on fire, basically. Yes. Like it really did. It really set the MMA it world did. on fire. It caused controversy throughout that fight. And I rewatched the fight a couple of times and I, I I'm gonna give a controversial opinion. I think Islam won the first three and then Volk won the last two. But if you gave Volk, like I said, in this next coming round, he's got time to it. He's he doesn't have time to really game plan again, but he has experience. And on top of that, Islam hasn't fought anybody except him. So can we do we know that Islam got better or not? That's something that remains to be seen. That that's but a phenomenal. That's a He's phenomenal really point, Adrian. Um, with the with the fan, and that's a point I was going to make is Volk has fought since their last fight. He fought Absolutely. in July on International Fight Week, and he got a finish over a hungry Yair Rodriguez who was ready for that. He was training in the Aztecs in the pyramid. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Islam hasn't fought. You know, the the uh, Islam and Habib, those guys, they really only fight twice a year because of Ramadan is in, is is uh, usually throughout the somewhere in the year. I think it's twice a year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I could be completely wrong on that, but I think it's usually around the summer. Yeah, yeah, it's somewhere in that. That's like May, June-ish, I think, which which absolutely sucks, especially in the hotter months. You're freaking starving yourself and getting dehydrated and all that. So that's just ass to go through but he hasn't fought anybody since so yeah. and and what i truly and, and listen i don't think you're giving a con i think the controversial opinion would be controversial it would be volk won that fight right because i had islam winning that fight three to two um I, i'm not remembering the rounds off the top of my head um volk obviously won round five um <clears throat> I think Islam for me won the first two rounds, and then three and four. I would have to rewatch it and give you a, a, a real. Uh, um, you could you could hear you could hear an argument from anybody really exactly. Like, exactly. Like, it was a toss up, but there, I think definitely that Islam did win the fight three rounds to two. Personally. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a that's a that's a fair statement. I think everybody uh, is clear on that. Obviously, what what really changed a lot of people's opinions was the ending of the fight where Volk drops him and ends up on top. Um, it's like you said, it took the it took the aura of invincibility away from the, the and, Habib camp and, and that's it yeah it went from when we and like it gave something this gave fans especially you know when we we're fans so we know yes. when we see somebody that's very successful let's be honest you either like them or you don't you either want to see them win or you want to see them drop and i think everybody who probably wasn't a big fan of the habib camp or their islam or whatever was grabbing onto that moment was like yeah. oh, that that's the moment like we saw so we saw a crack in the the iron shell yep. that was like you said the aura of invincibility so i mean like i said and you know alex is really good at making adjustments you brought up the yair fight he made crazy adjustments had that had his leg kicks uh he had an answer for him he waited for his moment and we saw him catch him with that right hand and i think uh, it's gonna be the same thing Beautiful adjustment too. Um, yeah, his camp, uh, the Kitty, uh, Kitty, uh, City Kickboxing. Yeah, um, they're they're incredible at what they do. Uh, Eugene uh, Berriman is is uh, an incredible head coach at, uh, at that team, and um, I'm sure that they're gonna devise a pretty damn good game plan, even off 11 days notice. I. So what what do you think is gonna? Do you have like a prediction for this this fight? The, the this rematch. Fight, I think yeah, you have. It may, you had, it, it may go five rounds again, but I think that if it does go five rounds, I think that Volkanovski, like I said, his his ability to make adjustments. I haven't seen anything from Islam. Like I said, I, if if he's better, 
great. Good for him. And awesome. Like, he needed to be better. Because if he's not better than last time, Volkanovski will go in there, has now more experience, and will make the right adjustments. It's a matter of if he makes it in the right amount of time. So, yeah, so you, I, I'm going to Volkanovski winning by unanimous decision. Okay. But you think it's you don't think domination though, right? You think no, no, no. It's gonna be a barn burner. I think okay. this one is gonna be a very different uh, feeling. I think it may be, like I said, I think the, uh, the energy and momentum is in Volkanovski's corner. But at the same time, there will be a sense of confidence coming from Islam's camp that the fact that he hasn't had the time to prepare either. So I like to see these two just really get in there with the chip on their shoulders and just really just let it let it all out there. Yeah, I, I, what I'm, what I'm doing right now, right, is, I, I agree with you. I see it going five rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, once you and you hit on it. Um, once you, once you show someone is beatable. Once you take away that air of invincibility, right? Mm-hmm. What, which, which. Uh, which Islam felt before before the Volk fight, obviously to me at least, right? To every, I think a lot of people also felt that way. Now Volk believes I can beat this guy. He's planted a seed. Yeah, I've I've I felt his power, I felt his strength, I felt his speed, I felt and he felt my power. And he and he felt he me. Felt my power at the end. Yeah. Give me thirty more seconds, and that fight could have gone a different. Could have been over. I mean, you saw the face, the the the, the shots of, of the yep. cameras of Islam going tired. Boy, I'm, I'm first I'm, time he really looked tired. Yeah, Battered. exactly. And that that did play into account where a lot of people said Islam had a very tough uh, weight cut, and that's why you know the whole IV controversy thing that happened around there. But yeah. no excuses this time. He. Once you do that, once you show somebody is beatable, Adrian, it's kind of like that thing of um uh I hate to be a little nerdy here, but talk to me. Endgame or sorry, in Infinity War. Infinity yeah. War, right? Tony Stark. What 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 uh what Thanos said to Tony? All that for a drop of blood? 100 percent Because guess what? I showed that the god can bleed. Mm-hmm. I showed that that person that, that he's human. There's, there's, there's a, there's the invincibility's gone now, and that's what Volk did to Islam. I show everybody forgot the knockout that happened to Islam, especially because it was kind of a flash one that happened first. It kind of was an early stoppage as well. Could have went, could have gave him a little bit more time. This happened years ago with Islam. Now we're getting into the now he he built that resume up of being this just dominant uh, freak. Now Volk is like, I felt you. And I feel like I'm not – obviously, I'm impressed. You're a skillful fighter, but I'm not like this. Oh, this guy's – like, I'm scared. I'm not I'm not scared. I can beat him. I'm, I'm, in, I'm coming in. Now Volk is coming in. What I'm trying to say is Volk is coming in looser. He's coming in feeling, okay, I'm already. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. You know, I'm ready to go for this, and I think that that's going to play into his favor. And I've got Alexander Volkanovsky coming out on top, winning this fight in a close, close fight. I know he had a prediction of I'm going to finish him in this fight, but that's what usually every fighter says. They're like, I'm going to finish this guy, right? I'm going to finish this guy. And usually it's very hard to finish a guy, finish people, guys and females. Especially if you're looking at these two guys. Like these two are not just anybody. Like Islam is not going to give you just – it's not going to let you just rain down shots on him. He will take you down. He will. He's very good at tripping you. He's very good at momentum. He's he's a master. He he loves those leg kicks. 
And um, we like you alluded to talking about the um, the uh, the Charles Dubronx fight, the yes. previous fight with Islam. I mean, let's be real. I mean, I apologize to Charles fans. I'm a Charles fan too. Yeah. I like Charles. I, I love the story. Personality. I think he's a very good fighter. He I mean, let's be real. He's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. Look at look at the. He's just nobody catching up to his submission record. No resume is legit. The resume legit. Is legit. But that last contest wasn't really a contest. It wasn't. It was bad. It was domination. Domination. And I think that. We and there was no fear. Charles come Adrian, back. Come back but Adrian, there was no fear from Islam too. He dropped him. He went straight into his guard. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Like I said, when your first real test is a guy outside of your division, and your first real like stamina pusher is a guy outside of your division, what is that really telling you? Like, I mean, I'm sorry. Like that Volk is built different. Volk built different. Volk I mean, yeah. And that, that that lightweight class. I mean, it's it's nasty. Don't get me wrong. It is. It is it's nasty. But I they mean, got it. Listen, Volkanovski is. Depending on the outcome of this fight, I don't want to put the car, uh, cart before the horse, but depending on that, this guy is possibly going to break into my top 10 mixed martial artists of all time if he if he's able to get this done. He's already got people debating whether or not he's the greatest featherweight or not. Exactly. So, I mean, Jose, shout out Jose Aldo. I, I still out. got him slightly ahead of Volk, but I'm not going to sit here and say that Volkanovski does not have any sort of like stakes to that. No, he's any got sort of conversation at all. Like, he's, he's, no there. he's there. He's there. Conversation. Um, and he's also already talking about, listen, the plan was January against uh, Ilya Taporia. And he says the plan still is January with Ilya Taporia for the featherweight. Gangster shit. Gangster. <laughs> um, so now let's get on to – so we both have Volkanovski being able to take this uh, take this win, but we think it's going to be a close fight. And I don't think either of us would be surprised if Islam walks out as st and still champion. And I also – just before we segue, yep. I will want to touch on – I'm going to predict this now before mm -hmm. anybody says anything. Okay. The trilogy is happening regardless of the outcome. Regardless of the outcome, the trilogy is happening, and here's why. Mm -hmm. Volk doesn't have a, a camp. That's going to be the excuse they use if he loses. Islam loses, they need the rematch. Enough words. Enough words need to be said. That's it. 1-1. 1-1. One, they need um, to get it back, and then, hey, it was close enough, and you gave him 11 days. Why not give him a full fight camp to see what happens if you give him a full fight camp? That's going to be so interesting. I think you could sell that to people, and that's they would buy it. Yeah, and that, would watch a third fight. 100%. That's going to be so interesting, especially if it's close. If, no, especially if, Volk, if it's close. Yeah, if Volk wins and the rematch obviously has to happen, I wonder – no, I actually thinking about it now because my, my, my whole thing is I've moved on to it now. Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler are headlining UFC 300. I just truly believe that now. Like I think the cards are kind of being shown to everybody. Like it's, it's pretty much – it's going to be happening. Um, but next up, the co-main event. Just as exciting because uh, of the the unknown here. I got to be honest with you. The first thing I have written down here, Adrian, is first off, let me tell you. Kamaru Usman, the former UFC welterweight champion, coming off two straight losses, one knockout, mm -hmm. and one five-round decision in world title fights against Leon Edwards. 11 days noticed, moving up to 185, 36 years old now, I believe, 36, 35. And he's taking on the young, hungry wolf, the boogeyman I alluded to of the UFC now, Hamzat Chemaev. I, I have no idea what to expect here. I really don't know what's going to happen, right? I, I, I gave you all that moving up, 11 days notice, two losses, um, facing this young, hungry wolf. 
But also, let's not forget, Hamza hasn't even fought in, in a year either. And exactly. I mean, that does not going to take as much away from Hamza as I believe no, I think he's two gonna... losses and moving up a weight class would for yeah. Kamaru. Because like this you is... said, you alluded to his age. And I think he's going to feel the weight a little more yeah, on him. This is, this, is, this is kind of a make-or-break fight for Usman. Um, I know he's fighting the top of the food chain here in Hamza and Leon, but like you lose this fight, it kind of, especially depending on how he loses it, but you lose this fight, it, it it might be time to be like, what am I fighting for now? You know what I mean? I agree. Why? Go ahead. But I also, I agree in a sense, but like, cause I, I see what you're saying. This could be yeah. a potentially legacy fight. Yeah. Cause that'd be If Kamaru can break into the middleweight division and actually contend for a title, then you're talking about a guy who's got a double champ status, not simultaneously, no, but still. a guy who's been a champion in two different weight divisions. Mm-hmm. He's got, he'll add that to his resume. You can say this, he's get he's done the same thing as GSP, and he was one fight away from tying GSP's uh, welterweight title defense record. Exactly. So it's like, if you really think about it, this dude's resume speaks for itself. I understand what you're saying. He doesn't have anything to really fight for in welterweight. But he could always go if he loses this fight. I think he could always go back and reclimb the ladder if he chose he to. If he wanted, doesn't to. think he needs to though. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's pretty because he pretty much cleared out that division. I mean, he beat everybody that was there. Um, but yeah, and listen, this division. I'm looking at the rankings right now, Adrian. I mean, Duplessis. I know he had a great win against Whitaker, but I I don't know if you know that that's a poor that's guy, a, man. Exciting for yeah. We'll we'll get there. Poor guy. Is, yeah, because the go outcome ahead. of this fight. It, listen, Dana doesn't like it. When you don't take fights, I say this. I, I say what happened, and you know what? I get the same answer from every fight fan that knows what they're talking about. That that's Dana it. doesn't like it when you don't take your opportunity. Nope. It's an opportunity you say no. You, you say no. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> he basically <laughs> says it like in, in in less lesser words, but he basically says it in the press conference. Like he's like, you know what I, you know what I, you know how he's I not, feel when people don't take fights. You know, he basically yeah, he doesn't, doesn't hide it. He's never. Dana's never been one to shy away from telling. And it's fair. And again, we're not ragging on Duplessis, but it's a fair argument where he's like, I'm not 100%. I want to be 100% going into my world championship shot. It's just when you look at it from a promoter perspective, Dana perspective, look at, look at Volk. Volk has gained everything with Dana would probably bend over backwards for this guy now. Okay, because that's what you get. Uh, but I'm looking at this middleweight division. It, it look and especially with the whole Izzy cloud kind of lingering over that second, division. Because right? obviously Usman and Izzy really didn't want to fight each other. So now that's I think that's kind of why Usman is taking this fight now. Because if you remember, the rumors were this fight was going to happen, and Usman was like cut down to 170. You know, if you want to do this, we go at 170. Now that Izzy has come out, I'm not really going to be fighting for a, a, a extended period of time. Usman's like, I'm taking this fight then. Hmm. I, but I have yeah, I have no idea what's gonna happen here, Adrian. Hamza hasn't fought in a lot in, in, in over a year now once this fight happens, like you said, alluded to. And his last fight was against Kevin Holland, and it was a submission victim, that crazy kind of weird that where's why is Hamza always finding himself in these weird circumstances? <laughs> last year the card was completely rearranged, and now this year the card is being it, it, this guy. It was for the better, though. I mean, it we didn't want to see Hamza fight Nate. I mean, he all. was going to destroy Nate. Nobody I love Nate Diaz, but he was going to absolutely maul Nate Diaz. Nobody wanted that fight. Um, nobody wanted that fight except for Dana White and them to obviously crush Nate Diaz on his way out, which is just smart promoting. But, you know, um, this is what I feel, Adrian, and I'll throw it to you about your thoughts on this fight. 
you kind of said something there, like you don't think that the the extended time off is going to affect Hamzat, and I, I completely agree with you there. I don't think it's going to either. I think Hamzat's going to bring it. I think Hamzat's going to be like a caged wolf, a caged lion, chomping at the bit, like let me out, because we don't know really the true reason why this guy hasn't fought. Like we're getting rumors, like visa issues here and there, but UFC has usually been able to clear those. Um, yeah. like they have connections, they have power and stuff like that. I know. No, and I won't get into it. That's a political thing. But um, we've got our theories here and there. Yeah, yeah. He, he you know, his boy isn't in office anymore. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> boy isn't in office anymore. He might be able to get things done if he was in office. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Just hey, saying. this is it's just, just speculation. Um, we're in the realm of speculation. Yeah, we're in speculation here. Hypothetical, allegedly, yep. allegedly. Um, I feel Hamza Chamaev is going to bring it. I think he once that you, you ready to fight. You ready to fight? Let's get on. I mean, you saw it in the you saw it in the Holland fight. Holland, the whole thing was I truly believe Holland thought he was going to do the touch of the gloves, and that's what caught him off guard. Listen, protect yourself at all times. But Hamza don't play that shit. Hamza's like, I'm here. I'm not. I don't get paid by the minute. I don't get paid by the second. I don't get paid by the hour. In and out, done deal. And yeah, Holland Usman is going to have to be personality. I think Usman's going to have to be, and I don't know what Usman is going to bring. So I, 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 I send it off to you, Adrian. What do you think is going to happen in this? What's happening? Now? I think Usman could look a little flat. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the downside of this fight because yeah. he could look flat. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's come off two losses, a guy that, I mean, I, I you brought up a very good point. I didn't really think about how Izzy's hiatus probably did play a part of Usman taking this fight, but Usman is – you can't take anything away from this dude's resume, though. Like, to count Usman out completely would be kind of, you know, not not a smart thing to do. So I think I think that, um, like you said, Hamzat would be starving to really get that win. And I think Hamzat does win this fight. I do see Hamzat winning this fight, whether it be by submission or by a unanimous decision. I think most likely submission, though, because I think I do see Kamar Usman tiring out more. He's got a little more weight on him. He hasn't had the camp to really revitalize himself fully, fully. And, I mean, we also – I mean, I, I, I do hope for the best for Kamaru. But the trend that does happen with a lot of fighters, especially great fighters when they do lose, is that they continue to lose. And they get start getting fed to younger stars. And I think – it's a mix of what's happening now, but also Kamaru, like I said, has a shot of making this a legacy moment for him where yeah. he does take a step towards becoming a middleweight champion. He's, yeah, he's taking his shot right now um, of, of, of trying to get back into that. And listen, it'd be a great storyline. Um, he has fought Sean Strickland before uh, at welterweight. So there's a little bit of a storyline there. Um, I, I would, I mean, just say, I agree with you. I, I think Hamzat's going to win this fight. Um, if I had to, if you put like a gun to my head and was like, Brandon, what do you think is going to happen in this fight? I would say, I think Hamzat's going to absolutely maul him. Mm. I think Usman's not going to be prepared for it. I think Hamzat's just going to come out there like a goddamn banshee. We know Usman, while his takedown defense is the highest, I believe, in the welterweight division at like 93% or something like that. I think the only takedown that he was awarded uh, against was the Leon Edwards one in the second fight uh, where Leon was able to catch him off guard there in the first round. I don't think they ever gave Colby the official takedown there, but 
I don't think he's gonna be prepared for the Hamza. Uh, I I just think Hamza's coming at him and the pressure uh, and the pressure exactly. The pressure is just going to absolutely pressure pressure builds diamonds or bust pipes. And I think in Usman's case here, it's going to bust a pipe. And um, it's, well, it's, it's not. Let's not also forget about Kamaru's development as a striker in a sense. He's, because he's, I would listen. I would and I hear a lot of that, Adrian and. You know, obviously from people that are obviously much more technically smarter than me, mixed martial artists and, and stuff like that. But what I truly believe is I believe he gained a great jab. He's yeah. always had power. Very stiff Look jab. at the freaking guy. The guy is a Greek god. He chiseled out a rock or something. He's got power, right? Yeah. He j- he gained that jab. And Trevor Whitman has done an incredible job with him getting that jab. But in terms of actual, like, technical strike, and, and Hamzat's nothing, like, technical Hamza likes to just come out there and wing some shots right yeah and then just set up for a takedown just exactly. make sure that you're so I think that the jab is going to be great but I don't think the jab is going to be very effective when this guy is diving at your legs in the first five seconds of the fight and you might be in for a ride there and we all and and we all know this I don't know if you've heard the, these rumors about Usman and why he doesn't really wrestle that much more and he doesn't really do that in training camp his knees knees are shot there's the story yeah. from I think Joe Rogan I forget if he said it. I think he might have said it. He had a ran. Sometimes he has to go downstairs backwards because of how bad his knees are. That's unfortunate. I mean, it, it, he's a he's a great too. That that's the thing that really. That's what I was. Why I, I I really need to see, like you said, um, he's thirty six. Yeah. And this hiatus is going to benefit Hamza more than it's going to harm him. I think that he Hootsman does need. I mean, we did see a, a little couple clips of him running with Gaethje's team, but I mean, I think that you know, they also said that he hadn't ran in so long because his knees were that bad. Like yeah, he was so shot. I don't even know how he's fighting like that. Like I don't. I, the the domination that he was putting on in the world's highest league, apparently, you know, yeah. I say allegedly because I think now is a little bit there's a little bit of polarity now. But yeah. I mean, even then, at the time, Usman was bodying people, and you're gonna tell me the dude has knee problems? You're getting body with a dude with knee problems. Like, I'm sorry, bro. Like, this is true. He's but I mean, listen, I think that's it's, a, it's power. a different, yeah, it's a different breed. I think the wake up is gonna start. It's gonna make a play a, a significant factor. I think also, like I said, because we heard we heard McGregor say it with the Diaz fight when he went up to welterweight. He's like, oh, I, I was landing shots that usually would have been knockout shots in my division. Yeah, but Nate's chin is made of granite. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, who I'm knows? Sure. Maybe maybe Hamza just comes out and he's just got a granite chin, or maybe those shots just don't hit as hard to a guy at middleweight than they do as a guy at welterweight. But we did see uh, we did see Gilbert rock him and kind of drop him. He dropped him to a knee, I believe it was. It was but, a barn uh, we did burner. see a test. That was an insane fight. That fight um, was a barn burner. <laughs> that's why I wish it was a five round fight. It might have been different because looked like Hamza kind of blew his wad and Gil. I don't. It's just we don't know. That, that's why you fight the fights. Um, I like Dorino, man. Dorino's a guy. Like he brings it. He brings it. What what a crazy thing. He was a one fifty five or two fighting. You know. Um. So that 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 wraps up the co-main event and main event of UFC two ninety four. So I believe Volk's gonna get the job done. Job done, and I think Hamza's getting the job done. Adrian is in agreement. He's with Volk. He's with uh, Hamza here. But listen, if you want to make some money, I'm just saying, if you think Usman's got a shot, these guys are both both plus two hundred plus underdogs. Yeah, it's like a that's, that's, so, that's up to you guys if you want to take it. But yeah, first, take a shot. Take I'm a playing shot. the same one. 
one last fight we'll uh, we'll kind of talk about just uh, briefly is the return of Magomed and Kalaev. Last time we saw this man fight was for the light heavyweight championship last year in December in a uh, draw. I think it was a majority draw to be specific against Jan Blahovich. Yes. And that that ending was just uh yeah, we kind of just erased that from our awkward. memories. Yeah. Very like, awkward. That, yeah, Very because, disappointing situation to be in. Yeah, because Dana literally was like right after, yeah, those two are done. We're doing a light heavyweight championship fight in uh in, in January in Brazil with Clover and uh, <laughs> Jamal Hill. It's just like, uh, oh, let's just scrub that from existence. That never yep, happened. Next exactly. And he has taken on Johnny Walker, who's kind of had a little bit of a resurgence here. I'm looking at his record right now. He's got three wins in a row. Uh, one against uh, Kutalaba by submission in the first round. Yep. Uh, a KO against Paul Craig in the first round. And then uh, most recently, a decision win over Anthony Smith in May. So he's fighting a three-fight. Uh, he's riding a three-fight win streak. His last loss was actually to the former light heavyweight champion, Jamal Hill. Oh, he got knocked out there. But Ankalaev is he's only got that one loss in his career and then the one draw. He's 18 1 and 1 for a reason. Um I think he is truly in that light heavyweight division. He's the guy that I look at and go, nobody wants to fight him. Um he he, he didn't fight very smart in the Yan fight. I don't know what was going on there. I don't know why he wasn't wrestling more. The guy, I mean, like, what are you doing, man? Um it might be so, sometimes these fighters like to fall in love with their power and fall in love with their striking a little too much instead of going back to their bread and butter. Mm-hmm. But I think if 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 Ankalaya fights the way he he should fight and fights smart, this should be a pretty pretty particularly easy. I want I don't want to say easy, but you know he should be able to get through Johnny Walker um, if he fights a smart fight and is able to uh, get in close the takedowns, the clinch, and all that stuff. And he's got power himself too. He's just got to be weary of the the crazy. The crazy moves from Johnny Walker. The craziness Walker. that is Johnny yeah. Walker. Yeah. The reason why people even gravitate towards Johnny Walker, the personality, the eccentric moves, the uh, the quick twitch, the everything. Johnny Walker is a freak of nature. But, yes. you know, in you, like you said, he has experienced a great resurgence. Everybody is loving the personality and the fighter that is Johnny Walker. But this is go time. Right now, this is go time. I think this is exactly that. So I think Magomed got put into an unfortunate situation with that blonde fight, a Jan fight, excuse me. And um, it, it, this is his shot now. He he got pushed to the side. Jan lost to Pajera. He got pushed. He Now Jan's out of the picture. I think this is going to be really that moment where Magomed is going to, if he wins this fight indecisively, he could really get his, another shot at that light heavyweight title. Yeah, he's got. This is his fight to come back and try and get a little more favor in uh, Dana White in the matchmaker's eyes. Curry a little bit more, especially if you get a finish. You get a finish, especially if you get a finish. Yeah, Dana loves Dana loves it when you go and finish those fights. Sixty G's, baby. <laughs> um, I'm looking at this though. Crazy stat. I mean, Johnny Walker's got a seven inch reach advantage, eighty two to seventy five on ankle live. So again, that that's what he's got to he's got to get in. Can't stay at kicking range. Got to get in. Dirty boxing, clinch, takedowns, and I think he should be able to get the job done. I got to be honest with you. Um, and that's pretty much it. Wrapping up, I know the main event of the prelims is Tim Elliott versus an up and comer, undefeated phenom, Muhammad Makayev, finally making his return at 125. That'll be an interesting fight. That's kind of Makayev, if I'm not mistaken, that's his first real test. Yesterday, the last excited. fight was uh, uh, Feelho. Yeah, no, no, that's it. So, this is his true real test because Tim Elliott. 
while you look at his record 20 and 12 and one, you talk to anybody in the fighting community, Tim Elliott is a difficult ass no. man to fight. He's not somebody any because he doesn't get tired. He's in your face. He's going to push the pressure on you. And he's a vet in this vet in this uh, this uh, company league, whatever you want to call it. There's so, a reason why Dana puts the up and comers against a guy like him. Exactly. So this is Muhammad. This is it, basically, Muhammad. You win this fight, and we're talking Sizzler, baby. I'm 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 actually gonna hold on. Where is Tim Elliott? Tim Elliott is ranked. Okay, Tim Elliott's ranked tenth in the flyweight, and Muhammad's ranked eleventh. So win this fight, and we could be talking you versus a, a Manel Cape, which is a a great fight. That would be a great I, fight. I think Cape wants to, wants that Kai Car France fight back. I think he because that he definitely does. Want he that wants fight. that. Yeah, but I, mean, I think also great. being able to crack that top ten, especially for a young up and comer, Muhammad, yep. it would be something that uh, would better especially in a wide open flyweight division now. Now yeah, that Demetrius is gone, Cejudo is is a bantamweight officially now. That's a and I and, and listen, I'm a big fan. Uh, Mr. Brandon uh, Moreno, not only because we share a name, but this guy has just won me over. I love yeah. this guy so. I love that guy. He's a really good. He's a really good personality. He's he's a he's a dog. I mean, yep. first quadruple, whatever you want to call that, <laughs> like yeah. four fight quadrilogy series, quadrilogy, whatever. <laughs> sure, but um, <laughs> day, uh, but uh, then that that him and Figgy, those guys really, really, those are great. That flyweight division on their back after DJ and Cejudo really left. So. Especially that first fight. That first fight, um, just bangers on bangers. Um, that was you the greatest see flyweight fight of all time. Watch Brandon Moreno and Figgy fights. Yeah, those, love are, those, are, good. those are And apparently now, uh, Brandon Moreno and Pantoja, because that was a hell of a fuck. I mean, this Pantoja. That was a war in itself, too. Pantoja is a zombie. You hit him and he just walks forward. He does, yep. He's like, yeah, you punch me in the face. I don't care. I'm coming. <laughs> it's like, what is this guy, dude? I don't want to see you in the streets, and you're only 125 pounds. Get yeah, away from me, dude. Yeah, you're no going to need a freaking tire iron to knock his ass out or something. Absolutely. Even, but uh, he is an older fighter, so a lot of people are really wondering how long will his he's title last. He's going to fight Roy Val. And Roy Val in December. It's going to be, um like you said, that that, that division. It's a rematch, although, too. That's a rematch. I, th I think it's a rematch. It's pretty wide open, especially for these young and up-and-comers to really stamp their mark. And I think that, that Tim Elliott fight was going to be another – it yeah, should be another stamp. Muhammad, young up and comer. Yeah, Muhammad's yeah. coming up right now. Um, exciting in the flyweight division, but that's going to wrap up UFC 294. Um, exciting fight card. I truly do believe that this card got better with the shakeups. I, I think it was me going into it. Like I said, uh, Costa and, and Hamzat was a great fight. I was excited for that, but the main event, I was like, I truly think Islam's going to smash him in one round, dude. I'm, mm. I'm sorry. Like, I love Bronx. It was a freaking hell of a win. I didn't expect him to beat Benny like that in June. I thought Benny was going to give a much better performance, and Charles came out and showed up. But Styles make fights, and I don't think Islam – and it, I don't think Charles is a good matchup for Islam. Islam, it's like the uh, uh, a rock crushes scissors type thing. You know, it's just not mm. a good matchup for him. Um, but that wraps up UFT, UFC 294. So let's get into – Mr. Israel Adesanya, I like to say his name. Style bender. Yep, this is the last style bender. Adesanya, Adrian, because I disanya. Corny there. That's a that's an Izzy line there, but Izzy is pretty corny if we're gonna be honest. He's cool. Very no very yep. Him. Yeah, no shot at Izzy, but that that's just what it is. Um, yeah, well, that is cool. I mean, we talked about Cejudo, so. Yeah, man, Captain Cringe. Yeah, they got, they got a good it. race going on over there. He plays into it. He is the he is the cringe, cringe king, cringe king. Um, even though I do love Cejudo, but me too, me too. Israel Adesanya, a former middleweight champion, after suffering a pretty bad loss, uh, not in terms of damage, really, just outclassed, outworked, um, 
everything, just top head to bottom, you know, top, top to bottom, I should say, just everything. He has now said he's taking a extended hiatus. He's not retiring. He says, that's not me, um, but I'm taking a hiatus. I'm not going to be fighting for a very long time or a long time. I think he's going to put the, he put very in there. So I think, I honestly think that obviously rules out UFC 300 for Izzy. I don't think he's fighting at UFC 300. Um, so my thoughts on this is good for Izzy. Um, it's well-earned, well-deserved. Um, listen, this guy, Adrian, he debuted in 2018. He's fought 16 times in five years. That's outrageous. And four of those years. Unheard of in yeah, our modern era. Unheard of. And that's and four years of that was as champion or contending for the championship. Crazy. So that that's just um so what I truly expect from Izzy is I don't expect him back until early 2025. I think he takes all of 2024 off, and I think he comes back refreshed and ready to go in 2025. I don't think we see him for the entire next year. I can see how that happens, but I also can see how Izzy – like you brought up that fight, right? You mentioned – Strickland? Before, yeah, the Strickland fight. You mentioned before pressure makes diamonds or bust pipes. Yep. Sean didn't win that fight off of just hitting him hard. Like, yeah, he cracked him in the, the second. Round, I yeah. believe it was the second first round. First round. And that that put the stars that, that, that changed the complexion. Changed of the, the complexion of everything. But yeah. not only that, not to take away from Sean's defense because Ooh. Sean was just nullifying Izzy's kicks, Izzy's striking, and he won a fight just simply pressuring Izzy all night. Yep, all of what it was. Stand, stood in front of him, would not go away, and I think that that mental break would be good for him. Yeah. Because not only does you mentioned he well deserved it. He's um most active UFC champion and if not competing for a champion. And he's we forget these guys are gladiators, man. Like these yeah. guys put on a show, they're getting they're putting their health out there. Like they want a future too. Like, you know, yeah. we, we want to remember these fights, you know, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Let's yes. really call out say they don't want people don't want to admit about that side of the sport, but it's there. So yeah. give the guys time. But at the same time Talking about how we see Izzy, Izzy, because Izzy is a character, and we, he shows us a little inside of how he, his mind operates sometimes, and he, yes. he's competitive. So I think that um, if he feels at any moment that he can go back and get get back, at any moment he'll get up and pick up the phone and say, "Yo, I'm ready. I'm, I'm done sitting around. I'm done relaxing. I'm, it's not what I want to do anymore. I want to go get get back." And yeah. I think that's very Izzy like too. So um either way, I'm really I'm okay with it. I'm content that so, he has nothing else really to prove in this division. And he probably was really suffering from success. And he yeah. needed so, to put his heart into it. So I hundred percent agree. And, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna pose a question to you about this. Um, but it's it, I don't think a lot was made of the fact and I'm not making excuses for him, but I I just when you when you talk about the stretch from November of last year to September of this year for Izzy, right? November mm. happens. He's fighting a guy who is kind of the boogeyman of his career. He has lost two previous fights to him, one by vicious knockout, one by controversial decision. Yep. In kickboxing, obviously, right? Pereira is fast-tracked. We all know why he's fast-tracked, because he's got those two victories over Izzy, whatever, the fruits of the labor, I'm coming. Now we've got the, the, the trilogy happening in MMA. 
Izzy is winning that fight. He's winning the fight all the way through. Just He's the winning same thing, just like the first fight. Exactly. Just like the first the fight. Gets caught, dropped, knocked out. Comes back, says, nope, I want it now. Doesn't take that much time off either. No, yeah. I think it was November it's to April. Same year. Or November within, April. within a year. Yes. Fought within yes. a year. Exactly. Doesn't take that much. And, a, and his coaches even said after that, you know, we kind of really wanted him to take a little bit more time, you know, especially from getting knocked out. Comes back. It, it's such an emotion high, you know, adren- everything's so high in this, especially this rivalry and stuff of Pereira. Gets the knockout. You know, the release, the the great um, post-fight interview afterwards, right, of him just saying, I wish that you guys could feel this feeling I'm feeling right now. Like yeah. everything, just like I am I am on cloud and I'm every, you know, every that, that speech. Yeah, there that was peak. Then you go to July of Duplessis versus Whitaker. Duplessis gets the big knockout victory, surprising the entire world. We all know mm-hmm. a little bit of the history between Izzy and Duplessis. It's gotten a little bit hairy you know stuff the oven's been turned up stuff exactly right things have been brought into it and then we all know what happened when izzy was brought into the octagon and and the things that were said and everything just a lot of a lot of freaking venom and and energy and just all that emotion built in and then the come down of i'm not fighting duplessis or Pereira anymore i'm fighting strickland and no offense to strickland but let's be honest strickland was coming off of two victories against people that were kind of not really that. I mean, especially in June, he fought a no-name dude that nobody had ever even heard of really in the UFC. wasn't ranked or anything. And I'm fighting Strickland. Apparently, according to rumors, Izzy called Dana and stuff. They didn't want to make the fight or called whoever in the UFC. They didn't want to book that fight, whether it be the liability of Strickland. You know, he's got a crazy mouth, that stuff. Or, you know, if, if Strickland wins, we can't do this, you know, whatever. And Izzy was like, nope. Make the fight. I will beat this guy. I promise you. You go in there and you lose that fight. Just that 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 roller coaster of emotions. You know what I mean? So I pose to you, right? Gut feeling, Adrian. When do you think Israel Adesanya is back in the octagon? Mm. When is he back in the octagon? Um, I did mention his personality, and I did mention the situation going on in middleweight. But I also want to mention that. I think that he, like, you you did bring up really good points because yeah. he did he did have his really peak like his peak peaked. I think he did he did look past Sean Strickland. Yeah, and it cost him. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it costed him. Not taken away from Sean, like you said, these guys are good. They're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. But he looked past them, and you know what happens when you look past guys. You, you usually get a rude awakening real quick. Yep. But I think that um. Is he as he comes back in about like I, I I agree with your 2025 take, but I do think that he does come a little sooner. I think I want to say midway through 2024 because of his his I, I, I'm ready, like I'm done sitting down, and yeah. I think, it's, I think yeah. this stuff is really in his blood, and he's yeah. realizing that he's getting older. I hear that he's so, going to be 35 in July of next year. So, so yeah, if he's going to do it, he's going to be like, all right, this is either now or I'm kind of going to be on and, the back end of my career he anyway. Did, he did slightly allude to like a time frame. He was kind of, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, where you're not being totally, you're kind of being not transparent with somebody. You're, um, cryptic, cryptic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was, he's cri- uh, obviously how he is, but he was being very cryptic in his way of the, the 
you know, the clock is ticking on me. Like I've, I've got a kind of time to, I've got a set date. I can kind of see it in my horizon. So we get, he's not going to be honest with us about that, but. But also leaving us with his coaches at the end of that. Presser. Yeah. He didn't want to talk. He, he didn't was, want to. And then even when he had to say, he's like, yeah. I'm, I'm out. Like, yeah, and then even when he did release uh, that YouTube video YouTube. on his channel, he really didn't say much of, of really what happened. Like even Dana alluded to it where it was like, um, Dana was like, what happened out there? He was like, we need to, you know, we'll, we'll talk like we'll basically, talk later. like a lot. Yeah. So, and that never happened. Dana even said like, yeah, we never had the conversation. So I don't know. Um, but that wraps up that topic. So let's get into a little bit of a, a fun topic of just Adrian. Did you see the shit show that was the, 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 the carnival prime card of <laughs> Dylan Dennis and Logan Paul and Tommy Fury and KSI? I got to see bits and pieces of it. Yes, I did while I was working, but um, uh, I, we alluded, we had a little discussion before this live started, and uh, yes, yeah, I will start it the same way. Disgrace, just a disgrace to the the boxing uh, sport. You know, it's just like, yeah, I mean, it, it. You can get into all the semantics on these guys can do whatever they want. They got money, cool. Who wants to see it? They sold well, whatever, but. You're, these guys are getting knocked out and some of these guys are getting really hurt and then at the end of the day some people are regretting they even paid for it so it's like yeah. it's really good for us as a community no not up for me to decide but hey y'all pay for what y'all pay for oh, not a, so adrian not a big fan of the celebrity or influencer boxing realm not nothing to really right home for i mean I Neither think that I. if you if these guys got the money to really train, I think is a difference with like when I look at people like Jake Paul, right? So it's like Jake Paul has actually taken the time mm. to train. Not saying he's a boxer like these other guys, no. but he's actually taken the time outside Takes to be like, all right, let me get good at, to an extent. Yeah. And then on top of that, he's made a promotion where he's actually promoting other fighters. And it's not just a bunch of celebrities that are just like, oh, I got beef with this dude and I want to fight mm-hmm. him. Like, yeah, no, no, no. Okay, like you did, you found a way to loophole to do it legally, and y'all can get paid for it. Cool. That's in as in the business world, y'all got it. Mm -hmm. But as a fight fan, like this is not it. It's not it. I mean, it's it's hard to to really get behind it, especially when you have other great fights happening in the same night. Exactly. People don't even know about those. They're hearing about youtube guys fighting uh, a guy that's never fought in what four years a jujitsu guy versus a, a jiu-jitsu YouTube guy versus a professional wrestler and then yeah. another guy who owns the promotion fighting exactly. uh so-and-so uh legendary Reality. fighter who's yeah. never fought a really so, big fight anyway so. yeah so my thoughts on this <laughs> i'm not a big fan of the influencer boxing i think it's just stupid um do i watch yeah but like not with a vested interest and you're definitely not getting my money uh wink wink um <laughs> But with with Fury, with Fury, I mean, I I do agree with you. And even though I despise Jake Paul, I just honestly I see through his facade, and I just don't think he's a good person. Honestly, I, mm. I really think he's just fake. Um, he does take it more seriously than Logan. He he is a better boxer than Logan for whatever the fuck that's worth. Um, so yeah, it, but it, it was a like you said. I think you summed it up great. It was a disgrace. Uh, I was bad. L- this was straight up. I literally uh, texted my friend. Um, well, no, he texted me much later on in the night. I guess he just had finally saw what happened. He was like that WWE ass finish to the fight. And I was like, dude, that was literally my exact thought. 
when those security guards rushed the ring at the end of the fight, I was like, this is straight out of WWE, WWF, Monday Night Wars, Monday Night Raw back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Just everybody freaking crowds the ring and we're going. It's like, oh, my God. Like Gordon Ryan was in there. Jake Paul was yelling at people. Dylan was throwing shots and haymakers at the at the threw uh, more threw more shots after the fight than he did in the actual fight. Yeah, like, let's be real. Yeah. Like, the guy looked afraid to let his hands go. And it was he, bad. I think it truly was. He just didn't want to get knocked out. I think that was the success for Dylan Dennis. I just am not going to get knocked out. The whole thing was just Dylan Dennis is a guy who, who wants to create talking points. And that's all he wants. And if that's the case, he succeeded to the highest degree because that's absolutely. Everybody's going to be talking. That's what we're talking about right now. It's what everybody's talking about. And is is it kind of like a one shot, like, you know, one shot deal? Maybe he now looked at damaged goods. Bellator is not going to touch him. PFL, PFL might touch him. The only thing I see with PFL is the Jake Paul thing. Jake Paul, Dylan Dennis, first MMA fight for Jake Paul. That you could probably sell to people, right? Dylan Dennis is saying UFC next. I highly doubt it. The only way you're getting into the UFC is if McGregor makes a call to Dana and says, you got to give my buddy a fight. And then Dana might be like, all right, but he better be on freaking like, we don't want any of that shit going down. Cause that that's liabilities. And we don't like that. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty, it, it, I just wanted to, it was, I hope we're done, but I don't think we're done. Um, like you said it generates talking points. And I think that um, the best way for Dylan Danis, even after that disgrace of a six round fight, was the generate talking point was to throw up submission and give somebody to something to talk about because like we're doing right now we're talking about it so it's yeah. like that's how they stay relevant that's how they make money if dylan everybody's like oh dylan's the apprentice of mcgregor all right if dylan learned anything from mcgregor it's how to ruffle people's fucking feathers and get people to get want to fight you and then make a lot of money from it and then yep hopefully disappear for a long time a great I, I, quote. on the contrary mcgregor's actually got a backbone to show for it but 100 a great a great quote um from eric bischoff former wrestling uh promoter i guess you want to say controversy creates cash and that is one of the truest statements you'll ever hear um but i will say this dylan dennis is nowhere near the level of shit talker that mcgregor is dylan Never is all me. online stuff twitters you've seen the face to when, when you get him face to face he is uh he McGregor is coming up with lines of a freaking like on the in a, fly in a, in a different time. I would invade his favela and kill everybody he loved. <laughs> We're in a different time, so I'll whoop his ass in July. I mean, that is just the one of the greatest. I'll ride on horseback, <laughs> just phenomenal. Con, I can't wait till he comes back. I can't oh wait. man, yeah, you can't beat that. That's what. Um, so final topic for today, Adrian. We got to talk about it because this is just a fun question to ask every fight fan. Adrian, what's the greatest fight, mixed martial arts fight you've ever seen? Oof. So I got a, I got a couple to point at. But uh, for me personally in my lifetime, that I've seen in my lifetime, I'll start with. The, the, sec- the, the craziest fight I ever saw was the second Wilder Fury fight. Just the, I think what makes a fight – is a back and forth. If you see somebody get up after losing and then they crack somebody else and they get up and they're going back and forth, back and forth, give me that. Give me a barn burner. That That's why I like the Rory McDonald and I was going to bring up the second one. Rory McDonald and the Lawler fight. Barn burner. Give me give me something like that. I, that's something like I, I rewatched. I never got to witness it. I didn't watch it live compared to the Wilder Fury one. But that 
Lawler fight. And then for my last little little uh, entry, uh, if you ever guys get the chance, Roberto Duran and Sugar Ray Leonard. Duran's one of my favorite boxers of all time. Sugar Ray. I don't got to say much about him, but Barn Burner, back and forth, brawl. If you like guys that just technically sound, know how to, know how to have a lot of power and really see a bunch of stunner punches, and like real eye openers, that's a great fight to watch. That's so, a great fight. All right, now, listen, something to watch. Yeah, that Wilder Fury one. I mean, when he wakes up like the Undertaker from the dead, oh. second. I mean, it's just I, th- that's out of a movie. You can, Hollywood can't script it. That, that's a that's a Hollywood movie. It's yeah. for real. That's a Rocky movie. I mean, his 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 life is kind of a Hollywood movie too. The 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 things that he's been able to overcome. The greatest fight I've ever seen. And I'm like you, right? Like live, like, and we're not talking live, like actually in attendance, but like as it's happening, right? Yeah, in in our time. Yeah, the one that I always go to that literally just had my jaw on the ground, and we talked about him actually earlier was Israel Adesanya's first interim title fight against Kelvin Gaslam. Oh, that fight, barn burner. I mean, I still remember the moment of. I mean, first off, Gaslam gave him one of the toughest fights if he's is he's going to ever have in his entire career. And I still remember the moment at the beginning of the fifth round, right before the bell sounds, is he just saying, I'm ready to die. I, like, like I'm dying for like, you're not beating I'm dying, me. I'm dying I'm for this shit. I'm ready to die. You can't beat me. And I, I was just, that chills. I just literally got chills down my spine again. So that fight to me, I always point to, and I go like God damn, those two just absolutely gave it everything they had and left a piece of them, probably even more than a piece of themselves in that cage that night. And then I'm going to show some love to the ladies. The greatest female fight I have ever seen, I think it's bar none, is, and I think a lot of people actually agree with this, is the Weili Zhang versus Joanna Yunjacek first fight right before the pandemic as well. And actually what's funny is it was the co-made event to a, another Izzy fight, but this Izzy fight was one of the worst fights ever. The Yo Romero fight. Romero fight, um, yeah. Um, but that the fight between Joanna, standing still. Yeah, Joanna and Wei Li just absolutely. I mean, the the action pack. First off, we all know one twenty five or well one fifteen ers actually. Um, they could put out the energy. They ain't gonna get tired. And then you obviously have the the hematola. Of Joanna just growing and growing each round of just it, just grit and determination from those two. That was a hell of a fight. Those are my two right there that I go to. Um, hell of a fight, and um, a hell of a hell of a fight to come this weekend, Adrian at UFC 294. I cannot wait. Everybody, remember this: Abu Dhabi special start time. Main card starts at 2 p.m. Eastern time, 10 a.m. for the prelims Eastern. So be prepared for that. It's going to be exciting. I cannot wait. Um, me and Adrian are going to give you previews and breakdowns and 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 just covering the news of mixed martial arts and combat sports uh, going forward every day, uh, every Monday. I was about to say every day. Every Monday, um, every week, we're going to be doing this. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be an exciting time. I'm so happy that Adrian has joined me today because MMA is one of – actually, I've said this. It's, it's become my favorite sport. Um, I, I, I listen, you're going to find out Adrian very soon. 
a lot of my favorite fighters don't have very much success and i've just been on a kind of a downward thing ever since and it's just not very good i mean i've just i've just gotten the brunt of it and i hate it so much but yeah, well, you just said you just became a volk fan so hopefully uh you, there'll be something positive coming yeah but like i'm talking my top dogs like tony uh, ferguson talk about a great i mean you want to talk about we'll talk about that patty fight when we get to it Yep, greatest title performance. Oh, I can't wait for that. Greatest title performance. Cody Garbrandt is right up there against Dominic Cruz. This man was Absolutely. doing push-ups, dance moves in the middle. Just it was just insane. I, it's like Cody was a different person that fight, and then that the the whatever DJ. mythical fighter entered his spirit just left after that left. fight. The, the the well, what 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 came to him was was his uh was he went back to the street days of I see blood, kill or be killed. He got rocked, okay. and he just went for it, and that and that was that. But I can't wait to keep doing this with you, Adrian. I can't wait for Saturday afternoon, uh, not night this time, which is actually pretty cool. I took the day off of work. I'm excited to watch that, watch those fights. Um, but yeah, that has been all from us. I've been Brandon Capazello. That was Adrian. I'm going to say it one more time, Adrian. Panera's. One more time. Paneras. I was giving you a shot, but I got you. Paneras. Paneras. Yes. Paneras. I've been Brandon Cavazello. That was Adrian Panares. And we have been the wise guys. And we have been talking MMA. And that is that. And until next time, stay classy. Lay as gay as.